So the big question is this. How do entrepreneurs like us, with only the money in our pocket, market in a way to get our products, services, and what we believe in to the world? And then, how do we convert that traffic into raving, lifetime customers to become profitable? That is the question this podcast will give you the answer to. My name is Scott Mears, and welcome to Immortal Truck. What up, guys? How you doing? Hope you well. Hope you well. I'm lying in my bed, right? Well, I'm kind of half set up. Kind of like, yeah, I'm half set up. But I'm wondering whether I pace about or not, because I feel like i got a bit more energy. I'm like sat here. Oh, my God. I just realised I'm like perfectly symmetrical. I've got like, I've got my legs crossed, flat in front of me. And I've got my hands. I don't know why, but... <laughs> My hands are flat out, left hand on the left side of the bed, right hand on the right hand side of the bed. It's like the bed's about to take off. It's like Mary Poppins. It's like the other film. Why's the other film? And the bed just fucks off into the air. Chitty chitty bang bang. No, it's not <laughs> not chitty bang bang. I don't know, it's some British film that I used to watch as a child. Uh, it might come to me through this episode. Maybe I'll sit down. Maybe maybe I'll leap out. You, you'll hear probably a crash and bang and a pop uh, uh, at some point in this episode. And that's when I suddenly shoo out of my bed. And um, like I'm not in bed. Like I'm I've just sat. I'm just decided to sort of sit on my bed whilst I do this. Um, uh, but maybe you'll <laughs> you'll hear me leap up at some point in the episode. I'll just. I'll let that happen organically. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> what a weird start to the episode. Hope you're doing well, guys. Hope you've had a beautiful day, beautiful night, wherever you are. Um, it's been a bloody miserable day today on my side. Not miserable in mood, but in regards to weather. It has pooed it down all day. Honestly, it's been miserable. I, I bet... Yep, still still looking miserable out there. It's just probably... You know when it... Not just when it rains, but it looks miserable. Like, there's an actual look to miserable weather. Uh, and I think that's why people sort of get angry at the north weather in the UK. And they go, oh, it's just miserable. Um, even though, actually, the people are always really happy. <laughs> You'll find that big difference in the UK, the north and the south. The north, just naturally, where... And this is no offence to the south, okay? Calm down. But naturally, uh, we are more welcoming people up north um, and we will happily talk to you and sort of ask how you're doing. Whereas the southerners, especially in London, my goodness, you even glance an eye of happiness or a sneaky smile to someone and they want to cut your throat open. So um, not to deter you from south, but that is a slight difference between north and south people. But we do definitely get the brunt of the worst weather um, and it has proven it today. It is just, it's just been miserable. When I say it's miserable, because it's not just raining, but it's like grey. It's like you're looking out and you just see it has a filter of miserableness. Yeah, it's just oh, miserable weather. But I haven't had a miserable day, so that's good. Um, uh, what the hell have I done today? Yeah, I've, again, just very similar to yesterday today. Like, just a lot of conversations, like, not much. Again, like, I'm in this limbo stage um, that I've discussed quite a lot. Like, 
where you're between projects where you've completed a load of projects and now I'm in between stage where I'm not really in any major project for the moment. Um, I'm just sort of in the between stage, so I dive into something else big. So I'm just kind of like catching up on those little things. But it's mental how much time gets taken up. Like, honestly, I'm I'm feeling so exhausted. Both days, um, I felt quite tired at the end of the day, just a bit mentally tired, but just mentally exhausted. Because I'm just, I'm just talking all day. Like I'm in meetings. Either talking with my mouth or talking with my fingers. Like I'm just typing away all day these past few days. Just, oh goodness, managing just projects and people. Just I don't know. Just takes it out you. It's weird. Different type of, different type of exhaustion for sure than actually being in the trenches of a project and just doing the detail of it. It's a totally different type of feeling it's it's interesting something i'm definitely learning and uh, something interesting let me know if you notice that as well it'd be interesting to see what you you guys think on that as well but yeah so just been super busy with speaking away all day today but got lots done started chatting about the version 2 on the dashboard that we mentioned about the dashboard for the v2 uh for the uh big dashboard which we use to report all the analytics on our leads uh, so leads test us to say all all the reporting in that for for that part of, for one of the businesses. So that was great. The version two is looking even better. So that's awesome. Yeah, lots of exciting stuff to jump into soon. Probably this week and sort of quite a bit of next week. Probably be more catch up. Sort of jumping into loads of little things and then probably to the end of next week I'll be diving into some into another big project and we'll start really get the gas cooking on there some big new projects and we'll definitely discuss them here um because it's always nice to discuss them here because i don't know ideas seem to just come from this podcast i love it i said love it um but something funny i want to know on <laughs> today and <laughs> i'm sorry but <laughs> i couldn't help but laugh at this person and i i know it's probably bad but i did i'm gonna be honest with you i went <laughs> Okay, so I went to the shop, right? So I went to the shop this morning when, uh, like, I carried out, um, yeah, it was before my first meeting, actually. It was, like, uh, it was about 10 a.m. or something. And I went to the shop, my local shop, and um, easy to get to. It's, like, literally, it's, like, 30 seconds. It's across the road. Uh, went over there. basically need some milk. Um and some cereal. So I've got some local cereal. Really got into Alpen recently. I know it's dead old. If you if you're in the UK, you'll know what that is. It's like it's basically for people who don't know what that is. It's uh it's basically cereal for old men. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Is, it is cereal for old men, and I've started to really like it. Uh, read into that how you will. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I went to the shop and I. Went in and, and straight away I noticed uh, an addition to the shop that I'd not seen before. Because I went in and there was this person stood to the right of the counter with like this little stand. And I went, what's that? I didn't really pay too much attention, but I did notice it when I came in. And I went around, got my stuff, and then I got to the checkout. Uh, well, I was in the queue for the checkout, obviously with my mask on. Honestly, the masks can be so fidgety sometimes. I'd say, you guys have probably got used to it, but I've got a beard. And I'm not talking a small beard like a grizzly beard so it just it can be a nod and i have glasses so it's like a 
double-edged sword because the beard gets in the way and it's just too big for my mask. And every time I breathe, my glasses steam up. So masks are just, they're, a, they're not good for me. They don't work. But anyway, obviously wearing my mask, going around, I'm in the queue. So I'm in the queue, and whilst I'm in the queue, I'm sort of doing the standard thing, people watching to entertain myself, um, trying to divert my attention from the chocolate aisle because I'm trying to help eat. Um, and basically, I divert my attention to this person uh, behind the stand. Uh, I go, okay, what is this thing? So I sort of put my attention towards that person to see what they're doing. And um, basically, uh, still couldn't figure out what they're doing. I wasn't too sure. They had like these little packets of things on the on the stand. I was like, oh, what's that? I guessed it was something to do with phones, just because I remember in Manchester, they have similar stands, and it's always through phone networks for, like, the international students, so I just assumed it was that. Um, but it actually wasn't. Um, the person in front of me finished and then went past, and then I heard what she said to her, and what she said is uh, the question, are you a smoker? Which the person said, yes, I am a smoker. Um, and then she said, oh, well, great, because actually we've got some free nicotine patches and uh, you can have them free right now. Would you like some? And she just went, uh, no. And she walked out and she went, OK, OK. And then what? <laughs> just before we dive into that, by the way, I don't know why. But for some reason, when she said, are you a smoker? I don't know why. But when she said we've got free nicotine patches in my head. I thought she said cigarettes. I don't know why. I, for a se for like a few seconds, thought she was promoting smoking. I thought she was doing the opposite. So <laughs> for a few seconds, I there was a bit of a weird thing in my head. Like, what the fuck? There's someone promoting smoking. Yeah, not, that's a bit bad. And I was going to like sort of mention, like, you can't be doing that. Um, but it wasn't. I was obviously a bit of a circuit board uh, break in my brain. And we... we so I figured it out it wasn't and this person went no I'm gonna I'm okay went on then I was sort of buying my stuff I bought my cereal I bought my milk no I don't want the bag 5p I'll carry it and then, and then I sort of went to uh walk past her and obviously she asked the question which I was expecting are you a smoker I went no I'm not um which I'm not uh and uh then I was just like I couldn't help it but I was like Love, that's, that's going to be a tough sell today. Like, and she sort of laughed. You could tell she was a bit like, I think she was a bit annoyed. I said it, to be honest. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> so he had a laugh, but it was kind of like, laugh like her shot. But I was like, oh, you're going to have a tough sell there trying to convert smokers in a split second. <laughs> Ridiculous thing. And she sort of laughed to herself. Uh, but I think it was more of like a laugh, like go fuck yourself sort of thing. I was like, okay, have a nice day. And I carried on. Um, but like, I couldn't then but help but just absolutely piss myself. I went home and I just laughed so hard about that marketing technique because I just found it so funny of how dumb it is. Like, I just found it hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And let me dig into this to just sort of let, allow you to laugh with me on this. Now, I'm not laughing at this girl. Um, I'm sure she's trying hard. Uh, I'm not. I'm nothing towards this girl. She's working hard. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. But she's working hard. Um, she's doing her job. Nothing against her whatsoever. I'm now talking about the actual company and deciding to do this little marketing campaign to put these little um, stalls in 
like not even a big shop, a corner shop, a Londis corner shop. What odd, anyway. Uh, so that's who I'm sort of attacking here, um, or analyzing. Should we say we're not attacking, we're analyzing. Um, so let's just dig into this a little bit. So <laughs> this person, right, their target audience is obviously smokers. Obviously, no one else is going to want nicotine patches than smokers. Okay. So nicotine pack, nicotine patches is there to help people quit smoking. Okay, cool. So it's there to help quit smoking. So the people that are in your target audience are people who are smoking and people who are trying to quit smoking. Both smokers, but one's actually trying to quit, one isn't. So obviously you're going to try to target the ones that are trying to quit because they're the ones that are actually looking for your product and you're going to be able to actually sell because they're actually in the market for your product. The other side of it, smokers, they're not trying to quit. They're not in your market. Yes, they're in your audience category but they're not in they're not in the stage of their cycle where they can have any interest in your product okay so that's something very important to remember because she's obviously asking the question are you a smoker that person then said yes and said would you like some nicotine patches like okay it's kind of hard to understand if someone's quitting if you ask them are you a smoker um to know whether they're trying to quit or not if they answer are you a smoker yes it's probably likely they're not quit they've not quit or they're likely if they're trying to quit they're going to probably vocalize to you oh, okay no actually i'm trying to quit and even if they're not comfortable to say that it's some free stuff that's going to help them quit so they're probably going to okay yeah i'll have some so for her to then say, oh, would you like some to this smoker uh, who obviously had no intention of quitting or wasn't trying to. She just went, no, almost like laughed it off. It's that was my problem was that I'm not attacking her because she couldn't have known. She has to figure out who smokes and who is actually for who, who, who this might actually people might be interested in it. But just think about this, like. In, and this is when you're leaving the shop. So you finish, your, like, you're in a rush a lot of time, like, you finish getting your food, your drinks, or whatever, your kids are in the car, uh, you've got to get back home, it's early in the morning, people have things to do early in the morning, so it's quite, uh, obviously they were there all day, but anyway. Um, so, really, the only people that are actually going to say, yes, I would like some, are people that are trying to quit, okay? So, for you to think that you're going to, this is this is why I can stop laughing is for you to think you're gonna suddenly give this realization to some to a smoker who's just bought cigarettes by the way <laughs> like a foot from you <laughs> like literally a foot from you there's someone who's saying smoke and they <laughs> saying don't smoke it's just so stupid <laughs> Okay, um, like to then try and give them knitting, like it's just like for Christ's sake, like it's just not gonna work, man. Like it's to think that you're gonna suddenly give this realization to the smoker. Oh my god, I've just realized that I need to quit, and you're my calling angel, and now I'm gonna take all these nicotine patches, and I'm gonna quit. It's just a load of bollocks. That is not gonna happen. And th that's where I'd, I'd laugh my head off at is that she's trying to convert these smokers. And it's just it's just crazy to think that. And OK, how about we play in their world that we're going to convert these smokers who have no intention in quitting? 
How about we play in this fictitious world of theirs? Okay, the smoker says, yes, I will take them. I have no intention, but I'm going to take them. Okay, cool. They take them. They go home. They plonk them on, whatever. Um, do you honestly believe now, okay, they have no intention of quitting, but they're going to plonk these things on. Do you honestly believe they're going to quit? The answer is no. What they supply is a support mechanism to quitting. What they supply is not the single factor of quitting. That thing does not make them quit. They may market that, it doesn't. What they provide you does not make you quit. And that is just fact, they can't dispute that. I'm sure they'll hit you with a lead science. Oh, it gives you all this, it gives you... Okay, I don't dispute that, I'm sure it does do all that. But I'm telling you, that is not the single factor of someone quitting smoking or quitting anything for that fact. The huge driving factor of anything whether quitting something or committing to healthy eating, committing to a healthy lifestyle, changing something negative in your lifestyle, um, uh, maybe cutting negative people away from you. The huge driver of that is willingness to actually want to make that change. You have to actually be willing to make that change. Okay. And that's a mindset thing. That that can only come from that individual person. That can't come from anyone else. It doesn't matter how many times you tell them you have to quit. You can tell them a billion times. If they have no intention of quitting, it does not matter. They will not quit. You can put the most disgusting imagery in front of them with the worst. You can put dead babies in front of them. And they go, okay, yeah, could I, how I actually could I have an extra packet of facts? Now, that was a very extreme kind of fucked up example. I apologize for that bit of my weird mindset but anyway yeah that was a bit of a fucked up example but i'm just trying to show you it's it's preposterous to think that you're going to make someone quit who has no intention of quitting it's just not going to happen the mindset of actually wanting to do something is massive massive uh factor in actually quitting and then this nicotine patch will will support that it will support that so i that's just what i found hilarious and it's <laughs> And I just thought, what what is their uptake here? What what are they actually gaining from this marketing scheme to um to put these in these corner shops? Yeah, corner shops, not big shops. Okay, um, in these corner shops. Um, the one thing I will give them is I do appreciate at these current times. I'm sure people are uh, becoming a lot more aware of their smoking habits and probably trying to quit I, I i could believe if a statistic came out tomorrow saying uh the percentage of spiked in the amount of people quitting smoking i could believe that because obviously corona like it attacks your lungs there's a huge part of it is respiratory system i'm asthmatic it's a big fear for me so i can honestly believe that that could be a stat i could also believe the completely opposite that the smoking's gone up the roof because people are all being held captive in the houses. So <laughs> I would believe I've won if, if you saw us all to me. Um, but I so I can understand from that point of view. But okay, like it's probably like more of a brand awareness campaign, like it's more just the awareness of nicotine patches in these current times. So I get that, but it's. I don't know, like, I, I mean, I'm not the in, in the industry of smoking, uh, but I, I, I mean, 
I mean, I do a lot of offline marketing. Um, a lot of people don't do that these days. They do all online. I do do majority online. But because I work within the audiology industry, we do do a lot of offline marketing. When I say offline marketing, I mean stuff like just like that, like stores, like um, posters, um, little cute uh, little um, cards on the side, um, business cards, leaflets, hundreds of different things we do. And that's all offline. And the key thing you need there to actually know if that's working, and this this is hard, this this isn't always straightforward, um, but I'll give you some tips on how we can get over this, is um, is making sure you track that. Um, <laughs> I actually mentioned this a few episodes back. The, the craziest, most mental thing I come across in big businesses, and honestly, I swear to you, I will hand to heart, honest truth, I've seen this time and time and time and time again in businesses you would never believe don't do this. Honestly, you'll be shocked to believe what businesses that you know and buy from that will not do this right now. I'm going to tell you. They don't track their marketing from, from, from the first point of seeing it all the way to the actual sale. The amount of businesses I've gone into, and these are big businesses, they're not, they're like turning around hundreds of thousands, millions uh, of pounds I've gone into, and nine times out of ten, I won't even say ten times out of ten, honestly, yeah, no, ten times out of ten, there's been at least a problem with their tracking, or nine times out of ten, they do not track at all. Let me just, let's just look at that for a second. These companies are spending hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of pounds, dollars, euros, wherever the hell you are, each month on their marketing. And they don't know what that creates. I'm not, I'm going to stay calm because that, that gets, I could blow up on that. I could blow up on that and I'm going to get very loud, but I'm going to stay calm today because I know it'll blow the audio up and we'll end up talking for the next 40 minutes. So I'm going to stay calm. Okay, I'm going to stay calm. But do you realize how just fucking stupid that is? Yeah? <laughs> Sorry, calm. Okay, let's take up. Um, but it's so easy once you know it's track, and this is why. I, Always, uh, I recommend Google Analytics, but I prefer, I personally prefer Google Sheets uh, or spreadsheets for that matter. And the, I use a blend of Google Sheets and Zapier, and we have wicked reporting mechanisms, which I can happily show you and take you into if you need any support of that. And um, just tweet me, comment, message, whatever on social. Um, but uh, yeah, we use that for all our reporting and it's awesome. Like I can tell everything. I can tell you what time they came in, um, uh, what posts did they interact with, uh, what, what ad they interacted with at what time, how old they are. Um, I can tell you all sorts of information uh, about, uh, about our data, whereas most people can only just about tell you whether they've made a sale because they've just been handed some money, but they haven't got a bloody clue where it's come from. But I can tell you not just where that sales come from, but I can actually give you a ton of information of that entire journey so we can learn loads on that journey and make that 10 times better. And so some examples of what you can do for offline marketing, because this is where most people, a lot of big companies struggle. So they can actually understand 
whether that is working in there is um there's sort of there's there's two ways of doing it so there's number one is basically you uh do what most people do is uh sorry this is the one i don't recommend actually but this is what most businesses do is they have a survey so uh, it's not that i don't recommend it there's just a better one in a minute so they do a survey so basically when that person or basically when anyone sorry comes into their business or buys a product of theirs um, whether online or offline they'll always email them a quick questionnaire to just get some really quick feedback on uh where they first learned about them you've probably received that a dozen times from businesses um it's a really easy thing to do you can email them you can send them in a letter whatever text it whatever um, but basically you can ask them really simple questions where did you first hear from us um and let's say you've got 10 posters out there all in meadow hall you've got 10 posters in meadow hall then you could actually detail the question go um they can go meadow hall but then you can maybe put images in the survey go which post did you see boom that post there we go i know the specific post rather than just say meadow because i've got 10 different campaign posters out there you know what i mean you need the detail of it and that's again where people tend to slip up so a survey's one which that's what i find most companies do but one you'll find uh but as you'll find with that a very 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 small percentage of people will reply to that because all they want is to buy that product and buy that service and then they want to get out of there um so they 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 don't feel like they owe you anything a lot of the time and they just don't people just don't do that it's like reviews a lot of people you gotta ask them quite a few times um again we'll go into how you can get review, more reviews in another episode it's it's actually not that difficult it's just it's okay i'll quickly go into it um think about it this way value before the ask i'll leave it at that okay don't ask before you provide value allow them to get the value allow them to take action on that so it activate actually know it works then you can do the ask okay leave it at that carry on with this um yeah so there's one way the other way which i think is a lot better is giving them an offer or a discount so it could be an audiology it could be a free hearing test it could be 20 percent off your hearing aids it could be a free hearing aid well, that'd be a bloody good room but very expensive um yeah so there's there's tons you can do whatever product service shop a free course whatever um but this is where that offer though the, the higher level of that is people will give that offer but again a, a bigger percentage of people will action that so that's good because you get more feedback but again a very small percentage of the whole amount of people that uh traffic through that marketing technique will actually uh actually use it so the way you actually met, get the biggest response the biggest understanding of your offline marketing is giving people an offer that is genuinely good an offer that is genuinely good so not an offer that's just something basic you offer like free hearing tests like that's just standard everyone offers that in the industry it's not a special thing so that isn't a special offer whereas 20 percent off hearing aids that is a huge offer hearing aids are averaging about uh about uh, 1700 pounds so 20 percent off is big we're talking multiple hundreds of pounds here so yeah things like that you need to offer a really sexy offer and okay this is the rebuttal to that that people say go oh scott but that's gonna then uh be too much of an up from cost we're gonna lose too much aha uh-huh. don't you worry i've already thought of that so 
let's just put this into perspective, okay? Let's say we do it your way and we give them just a basic offer and you get 5% of, of that audience for that marketing campaign. Uh, tell you what, uh, tell you that that actually got them in. Okay, you got 5% feedback, okay. That gives you a little bit of feedback on the on how you can improve your marketing, okay? A little bit. Let's say you do that, which most business most businesses actually don't do any of that. But then I say let's say you apply that and you're moving forward. And for the next ten years you apply that way of thinking and you do that way of tracking. So for the next ten years, through your analytics, that marketing, um, because that five percent of the audience tells you um, that poster works, you then go for the next 10 years using that poster. Um, altogether, you spend, let's say, 20 mil over the 10 years um, on making sure that posters in all the areas it needs to be, putting it in more areas and more areas and more areas. Okay. So, so, so far, you've spent 20 mil and you've made whatever back. Okay. Let's say we do my tactic, okay? Let's say we do my tactic and my tactic brings you back 20% feedback. So an extra 15% feedback. Okay. And this actually makes you realize because you've got a much bigger pool of data that actually, okay, the poser doesn't work, but what but actually the image you use, because you've got three versions of this poster, but actually the image on the second one is actually 80% of the traffic. Oh, that's interesting. 8% of traffic is actually coming from one of the posters out of the three. But in your tactic, you've just spent 20 million for the past 10 years. Yeah, you made some money. But guess what? 8% of it's come from one poster. From doing my tactic from the first stage, you just cut your costs by two thirds. How much is that? Oh, God, I shouldn't have said that because now I've got to do quick maths. Uh, it's about six and a half mil, isn't it? Yes, about six and a half mil. So, uh, so well, six and a half mil for a third, sorry. So, yeah, we're talking about 13 mil. So that that company would have saved 13 million pounds. I think it might be worth it. Do you get what I'm saying, though? So this is why the upfront cost isn't always a bad thing. An upfront cost in marketing is actually uh, is actually something you kind of need to get used to when it comes to marketing. An upfront cost, especially when you're diving into it, upfront costs is um, you're gonna lose money is the wrong word. Is you're gonna have to put money in testing. Like it's it's part of the initial stage. Um, like don't blow your money on it, especially if you're an entrepreneur on your own. Don't blow your money, but just accept that the early stages of marketing and some marketing campaigns, uh, there is an initial investment, but you've got to think, this is super important, about the lifetime value of that customer. Once you approach marketing uh, with the understanding of the lifetime value of that customer, you then can appreciate and accept the upfront cost. Because if you're gonna spend an extra 20 pounds at the upfront cost, but you know the lifetime value of that customer is 10 times the upfront cost, then there we go. Then why are you moaning? You know what I mean? Because with this technique, you get 10 times the amount of people 
and the friggin' three times the amount of the upfront cost anyway. So you made more money. So it's really important that we we when we're doing our marketing that we're doing it in regards to the lifetime value of that customer. And that's gonna allow you to be more comfortable spending more on the marketing. Obviously make sure your marketing's working, use your tracking, and then you can refine that and make that awesome and put more into it and then that's gonna create more customers and therefore more money. Thumbs up. So yeah, that was my uh eventful morning. Um oh no, we've done thirty minutes again. I was trying to keep believe it or not, I was trying to keep this to ten minutes. Oh, that's laughable, isn't it? It just was <laughs> ten minutes. It's been thirty minutes. Damn. Okay. I will. No, honestly, I will, guys. I will. I will try short on these because I appreciate your time is is valuable. Um. So I I am honestly going to try short on these. Really, I never wanted them to go over ten. Um. I, I can accept now and then going sort of twenty at times, but really, I want to keep them under sort of ten, really fifteen minutes, no longer than ten fifteen minutes. So. I am going to try my best to shorten these guys just to sort of help you sort of uh, uh, keep doing whatever you need to do. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate your time is valuable. And I and I super appreciate you for sticking by this long. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And again, please, please reach out to me on social. Um, I'm there. I can ask me questions. Like, you'll just, just say hi. Like, we can just chat. Like, Covid times, they're boring times. Like it's, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of free time. So even if you're just a bit bored, like hey, you think we'd get on? Like yeah, just give me a shout. We we'll just chat, and you never know. If you're into games, we'll play some games. If you're not, then we'll just have a chat. That's all good. We we'll chat some business. We we'll chat whatever. It's all cool. Right, I'll I'll leave you there with that, guys. Um, so yeah, that was a funny one. <laughs> I hope to uh, be chatting to you guys soon. As always, um, have a beautiful day, beautiful night, wherever you are. And I will catch you on tomorrow's episode. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.